This episode of the Gentleman Scofflaw podcast is brought to you by Patreon and the Gentleman Scofflaw merchandise page. Go to gentlemanscofflaw.com. In the menu, click the support or shop links to help support the show. You are listening to the Gentleman Scofflaw podcast. Listener beware. Rise and shine, the liquor store is open I ain't got time for moping I best be on my way Well, I still got time to save my reputation Time to go day drinking in this dirty little town Good afternoon, everybody Welcome to the Gentleman's Golf Law Podcast The podcast for the rebel and the renaissance man I'm your host, Jordan Crowder Co-hosting with me as per usual is the Don Donovan Fowler. How you doing, man? I'm doing okay. You know when you when you you know when you rage and you uh, you know shake your head back and forth and then you're wearing a white shirt. Oh no! And you look down and you find a few stray hairs. Oh no! Oh jeez! <laughs> never never that's a good feeling. That's but, you violent. Know, whatever. I thought you were gonna say you were sweating and you're looking like a wet t-shirt contest. It's one of the reasons why I can't wear shirts is how much uh, white shirts is how much hair I've got underneath. <laughs> uh, that, actually, that is a weird thing in the sense of like uh, I, I find sometimes I'll I'll have that with uh, performance wear shirts and the yeah. uh, because uh, there was a there's a whole thing with Andrew Cuomo wore like a a tight shirt at some point during the COVID crisis. He was wearing oh, no. like a weird like active wear polo right <laughs> yeah and everybody was speculating on whether he had pierced nipples or not oh, because no. it was weirdly like there was like little like uh, anyways it just looked weird and I, I i looked at it and i was like oh yeah i totally get that that just yeah. means you have hair like you know yeah in everywhere those areas you got little curlies plus, around your nipples topic to start the show <laughs> out. yeah it's i mean it's a it's a real problem it's a real problem i uh yeah I, my roommate <laughs> by the way in college always used to wear he was like a cartoon character all he had were performance uh fabric polo shirts that's all he would wear hey man <laughs> Whatever gets the job done is what I say. Being in Kansas City again and feeling how flipping humid it is, a lot of people understand suit ranging from – I mean you've been in Texas. Oh my gosh. I feel like I will just trade in any and all my clothes for performance wear. Yeah. The problem is that stuff stinks when it gets – like when you sweat in it, at least my stuff just like – you can never wash it out. It just stays trapped in there. Know, and then maybe, it reactivates maybe. when you sweat again, and it's like the sweat, the new sweat mixes with the old sweat. <laughs> I mean, I I, uh, I think they have scientists working on this maybe. as we speak. If anybody but, uh, that we, listens to us or watching on YouTube and you have that same problem, they, leave a comment. Let us know what, well, how you deal with isn't that. Isn't it like merino wool? They've, they've, like, they've come up with weird stuff like that goes into underwear nowadays. Like, yeah. like they'll, they'll like weave in silver or something <laughs> to like – to like keep odor from like it's like odor uh whatever like it you know anti, uh, anti, was it antimicrobial yeah 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 that's it that's that's what we're talking about i don't know man <laughs> i had a friend that whose dad sold antimicrobial socks for a living and it was when they were a new thing and uh it ain't much but it's was, honest work <laughs> you know he was always promoting antimicrobial socks. Um, oh, he was—he may have been ahead of the game because yeah. uh, I bet you if we Googled antimicrobial shirts, I'm sure they're out there. Yeah, definitely. Um, we continue with the housekeeping here, our next installment yes. of Junk Whiskey June. Uh, uh, what do we got today, Donovan? We got... Good old Jim Beam. Good old Jim. See, you keep buying the whole bottles. You know why? Because I got the little tiny sample bottle. I I just, I need the magic juice, man. I need it. No. <laughs> uh, this one is uh, officially endorsed by the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> okay. I just saw that and I was like, I was like, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll buy you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but... Uh, I also, I'm just filling out my shelf, man. I've got, what, like tequila and bitters back there. Yeah. Man can't, Looks man like you're planning on staying in Kansas for a while that. then, huh? Or is that just I a week's know. worth? You know, this, yeah, this, this will, this will last me, uh, you know, to quote, to quote, uh, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Uh, so how many drink, how many drinks do you have a, a week? One. <laughs> so one drink, one shelf. <laughs> 
Anyways, <laughs> One that's, shelf. that's good. I forgot I did about a lot that. Of damage. I did a little, a lot of damage on uh, Kentucky bourbon yeah. uh, on Monday night, or I should say Trader Joe's Kentucky bourbon on Monday night. Oh, no. So, you know, it's time to switch things up with the, well, uh, the Jim Beam. Let's try the Jim Beam. I'm going to pour it into my glass. We've got, I've got my glass with a with a, a a king cube in there, which we'll talk about a little later. By the way, before we get into this, this yeah. is a special episode. This is our Father's Day gift guide: gifts and gadgets for dads and doojits. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is our second that is annual. So bad. We've done gift guides for Father's Day, Christmas in the past. Uh, a lot of you guys have been fr- uh, fans of them, and even give us given us ideas for stuff in the future um, that we've used. So thank you for that. Um, and uh, we're just going to do start off a little bit of housekeeping, then we'll get into that guide. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! We will. Oh man! So yeah, it smells really sweet. You put a you put a, a ice in yours. Well, yeah, I I, I, I don't think you it. can properly taste it with the. I ice. couldn't find my Glen Carn glass. I think my wife washed them and put them well, away somewhere. I can't find them. You'll be able to give a proper review of it okay. on the rocks. I'll, I'll give I'll give All the right. neat review. I'll give the right. on the rocks version. Welcome back to On the Rocks with mm. Jordan Crowder. <laughs> So it smells really sweet. At first taste, to me, it comes off very harsh. It doesn't yeah, have know. as much taste of, as a Jack Daniels, though. I feel like the nose, as they say, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't come off as strong as some other uh, bourbons, which this is a bourbon, by the way. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive into the taste. Mm. That's just for our listeners there so that they can get some sound effects instead of dead air. What was that? Actually, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Well, you poor bastard stuck in traffic. Um, like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, that freaking thing stopped again. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. interesting. I don't know what it was, but something just hit me when I when I took a, a my the, the first sip, and it wasn't it wasn't typical of what I've what I've had in many bourbons before. Let me let me try again. Yeah, it's got it does have a bite to it. It's definitely I wouldn't call it a smooth bourbon. I think it'd be a good mixer because it's got some some bite to it for sure. Almost a little bit of bitterness, which I'm not used to in bourbon. But I also brushed my teeth half an hour ago, so it could be that. <laughs> Jeez, you're the worst, worst sommelier ever. <laughs> uh, you may not want to take this, at, you know, face. You might, may want to take this at face value. I did brush my teeth a half an hour ago. Um, well, I'm I'm creating a real world scenario, right? I don't know. Maybe man. you brush I, I, your teeth before you go out on a date, and then you order some Jim Beam at the bar. Will it go well? Thirty minutes after brushing your teeth. That's a good point. I don't mm-hmm. know. Will it go well? Does it pair well with Colgate uh, <laughs> Extra White? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what that was that just hit me uh, straight out of the bottle. I'm not going to try to, you know, bullshit my way through it and like say that I that I know. But, yeah, it definitely has. It's an 80 proof. um, So that's 40 percent alcohol. And it has a nice. Nice uh, balance between kind of a little bit of a, you know, I guess, to me, uh, there's a little bit of mellowness at the start, and then you definitely get the bitter bite by the end. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's cool. But um, oh man, I guess I would give it out of if I was giving it out of ten ten uh, Glen Carn glasses, I would give it mm-hmm. a six. Yeah, honestly, I'd say. I'd, I'd say so. I mean, I, uh, I just, I just hold other bourbons so close to my heart already. Yeah. And even like Jack Daniels, I was surprised, but, um, the, the, <laughs> this, the main thing about Jack Daniels, I'm still so impressed by, and this just shows what a, what a, what a whore I can be is the bottle. Like, honestly, the bottle, I just, I'm just like, oh, it's such a beautiful bottle. I just yeah. want that Jim on my Bean shelf. It looks a little dainty, even though it's a well, similar thing. Well, you have a, when when you've shrunk it down to you know, <laughs> honey, I shrunk the bottle. Well, that's that'll happen. I agree though. I agree that this bottle it, it it's almost a little bit more on the level of uh, it's not even quite Evan Williams because Evan Williams yeah. has a, a little bit of a 
different design than this. But this is like somewhere between the Evan Williams bottle and the um, Jack Daniels. So here's okay. Let's just let's just read a quick a quick uh, description of Jim Beam for the for the folks. So, uh, brought to you by Wikipedia, Jim Beam is an American brand of bourbon whiskey produced in Claremont, Kentucky by Beam Centauri, which is sounds like a company that uh, from one of the Alien movies. Uh, it is, is wait, one of the did best you, did you say Centauri, like the Japanese Centauri. whiskey? Yeah, so apparently Centauri Holdings purchased it in 2014, which oh, I'm, not, I'm not super jazzed about. I kind of wish that our... American bourbons remained American, but maybe I'm just a xenophobe. I don't know. Um, It's possible. It is one of the best-selling brands of bourbon in the world. Since 1795, interrupted by Prohibition, seven generations of the Beam family have been involved in whiskey production for the company that produces the brand. The brand name became Jim Beam in 1943. It used to be called Old Tub in honor of uh, James B. Beam, who rebuilt the business after Prohibition ended. Previously produced by the Beam family and later owned by Fortune Brands Holding Company, the brand was purchased by Suntory Holdings. So it's been out of the Beam family for a while. Um, One thing that I found interesting is apparently uh, the Beams have a lot to do with Heaven Hill Distillery, which is like very famous distillery in Kentucky and does a lot of uh, a lot of bourbon distilling they, don't they do a lot of like uh blends for a lot of famous br- brands like but yes. they're all blended in that one factor that one distillery yeah so it says the beam family has played a major role in the history of the heaven hill distillery all the master distillers at heaven hill since its founding have been members of the beam family so that's cool uh i didn't know knob creek apparently was one of the uh beams uh like specialty bourbons, yeah. same with Basil uh, or Basil Hayden's, uh, Bakers and Booker's also. This was uh, kind of a funny story, but also seemingly tragic. <laughs> um, and this happened twice, actually. Oh, no. On August 4th, 2003, a fire destroyed a Jim Beam aging warehouse in Bardstown, Kentucky. It held 15,000 barrels, which translates into 795,000 U.S. gallons of bourbon. Flames rose more than 100 feet from the structure. Burning bourbon spilled from the warehouse into a nearby creek or crick, wherever you come from. It's an estimated. <laughs> Hey, I don't know where our <laughs> listeners are. You elitist prick. <laughs> Come down Is it prick um, or preak? I had that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay, so burning bourbon spilled from the warehouse into a nearby creek. An estimated 19,000 fish died of the bourbon <laughs> oh, in the creek. Oh, man. And it I didn't again expect that. On July 3rd, 2019. Another warehouse caught a blaze, which destroyed around four, 45,000 barrels, 2,385,000 gallons of bourbon, which is just a damn shame. I don't yeah. care where you're from. I don't, <laughs> I don't care what kind of I don't care who is. you That's are. freaking shame. The fire led to the spillage of bourbon in the Kentucky River in Glens Creek. Learning from the 2003 fire, it was decided not to use water, letting it burn itself out to reduce runoff into the ecosystem. The estimated cost of the fire to the Beam Suntory was around 45 million bucks. Jeez. Oh, um, Holy crap. Man, oh, man. You know it must I have mean, been actually, fun for those fish to go out that way, though. At least oh, it would yeah, have been I mean, happy. They'd be super. Uh, I'm sure they'd be super jazzed. Also, I, I, I'd just be in that creek or creek uh, fishing, <laughs> just with your uh, mouth open. I just be, I, I just be there eating the fish raw, just being like, oh, it tastes <laughs> like Jim Beam. I wonder right, how those grilled fish would taste. I'm, I'm going to take one final taste of yeah, this and ahead. actually try to get some tasting notes off of it because I feel like I was so thrown off the first time. I will say, for me, it's gotten better after, as it's watered down a little bit. Hmm. It's weird because it's not strong in terms of alcohol strength, but it is the flavor is strong, and I think it needs to be mellowed out with some ice. Yeah. I don't know. It's almost like I get a little bit of, and this is, once again, I suck at this. Uh, <laughs> full disclaimer, folks, I suck at this, but... I, I get a little bit of like uh, like sweetened coffee. Yeah, off. I get that. I don't know if any sommelier would back that up, but that's that's my that's like the one note that I'm getting off of uh, off of this bourbon. So maybe you know if you're having a 
If you're having a questionable day off the start, maybe you mix a little bit of Jim Beam in your coffee. <laughs> a little bit in your coffee. No one will ever have to know. Uh, which yeah, brings also don't <laughs> I, I take no responsibility for what happens after you, you do that. Let's go to a little segment. We'll segue into this because it also has to do with Junk Whiskey June, segue but it's called Listener Mail. All right, so we um, put it out to you on Instagram for Junk Whiskey June. We asked you, what were your favorite bourbons from the bottom shelf? And you guys had a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, comments here. Uh, I'm sorry. For some reason, I minimized my window, and it's making it tiny. There it yeah, is. Yeah, I also, I also uh, fell asleep <laughs> on the job and <laughs> let uh, Instagram go away on my phone. No. So this is... This is embarrassing. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll read that first one there. Um, I don't know if this is from the bottom shelf, but maybe it's possible that I that, that they misunderstood the post. First post from Mike Anderson, who's uh, written in to us before. He says, how can you go wrong with the Balvini Caribbean cask? A bit mm. above the bottom shelf, though. Well, he did. He oh, okay, did so say, at least he admits it. Yeah, he, at least he admits well, it. Well, wait a minute. How? What's the? <laughs> what? What is the? Uh, let's just do a quick search on that. Let's just see Balvini. Yeah. What's the starting price on that? Balvini. I've bought Balvini before at Costco, and like just, just the regular gotcha. ones, like four forty bucks, I think, to get started. I don't think I've ever had it. Fifty bucks, but- maybe sixty. I have had Caribbean cask whiskey before, and actually, this is making me crave it i'm gonna i always love when these uh these websites ask me my age because i always like put that i was born on july 4th 1776 because <laughs> they let you do, well actually no they're not gonna let me do that but i did i did say that i was born in 1864 on on the i think uh, jack daniel's website and <laughs> they, they were like okay <laughs> like <laughs> sure you, you you're in uh what i want to know though is what is that site what is that little thing doing preventing people from like, how does that keep kids off the site? And what is there on the site that would be like, well, they're yeah. just going to look at bourbon bottles. Like they can't drink yeah. it. You um, know that like, you're not gonna, <laughs> well, you're not gonna um, surprise deter anybody. Surprisingly enough on our listener mail, I can't go through all of them, but we had Rye guy as well as Frankie, the Mick. And Death Skulls six nine nine six. They all said Jim Beam um, no was one of their favorites, and also <laughs> um, Frankie the Mix said Jim Beam and a Green Hornet cigar to end my night. So that's that'd be Never cool. Had a Green Hornet cigar. You should try that out. Green Hornet, if you're listening, send us some cigars. Said, to try it out. Uh, see, yeah, it's it's weird. It's like some people are some people. Uh, I wonder if it just comes down to you know where you're at in life because yeah. some of these like Eagle Rare and uh, and and uh, Blantons, I feel like are are a bit of they're way above the bottom shelf. Yeah, like that's like that's like maybe like third shelf, you know, kind of kind of bourbon. Oh, but, uh, I know it's my fault. Okay, so there's an autocorrect. What you do? Hey, let me change it right now. I wrote what bottle the, shelf, what? not bottom shelf. Uh, All right. Wait, I see bottom shelf. All right. Maybe I did. Well, where did I see? Oh, never mind. No, no, no. I think some people are just saying like that these are like their go-to like maybe okay. everyday bourbons. But either way, yeah, Jameson, actually, I would probably put on the bottom shelf because I think Jameson is a little overrated, despite the fact that I'm an Irishman. Um, <laughs> I I just, you know, I, I don't know. I'd have to talk to, like, actually, like, people who live in Ireland and who are more so attuned to Irish it? whiskey. I'm definitely more of a bourbon guy, which is why we're kind of doing more bourbons here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the Caribbean cask is about seventy five bucks, so that's that's a little that's a little steep. Eagle Rare, I think, is around fifty, yeah. And Blanton's, I think, is also up there in like seventy five. So, like, yeah, I mean, maybe if you're like if you have a bottle that you take away from every once in a while, it's going to be Eagle Rare. When I said bottom shelf, I meant cheaper than your internet bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, like, yeah. well, I think typically like the stuff that the stuff that we're sampling yeah. usually runs about ten to twenty bucks. Yeah. 
like no matter where you are. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so. thank you for that feedback. If you have anything, if you do want to chime in, go ahead to our Instagram.com slash Jen Click the little Junk Whiskey June post and leave us a comment. Let us know what you're drinking this Junk Whiskey June. Uh, maybe we should put out in advance what we're drinking so people could uh, go ahead and uh, drink along with this podcast and enjoy it with us. Um. We're, that's actually not a bad idea we're gonna take just a don't do it just don't do it stuck in traffic please. exactly all right we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back with our father's day gift guide hello gentlemen scofflaws thanks so much for being a loyal listener of the show and your feedback and support is really what keeps us going and means a lot to us so sincerely thank you again now if you're a fan of the show and you want to take your support to the next level why not support the show on patreon we offer all sorts of extras on there like outtakes extended interviews a bonus movie podcast and behind the scenes content better yet we have options that start as little as a dollar a month you pay more for that at a parking meter to go in and grab a cup of coffee at Starbucks. See what I did there? If you're interested in helping support the show, please check out patreon.com slash gentscofflaw or click the support link on the website. Again, that's patreon.com slash gentscofflaw. We look forward to having you as part of our team. All right, Donovan. Uh, It's the moment everybody's been waiting for all year. (laughs) The Gentleman's Scofflaw Father's Day gift guide. Now, we uh, we use uh, the Father's Day as an excuse mid-year to throw together some uh, some gifts and gadgets that we think you gentlemen scofflaws uh, will enjoy. Um, you don't have to be a dad. You could just be, or you don't have to be giving these gifts to to your dad. You can be giving it to your significant other, uh, you know, a sibling or something. Somebody your you want to significant mother. Yeah. So this works. Very inappropriate. <laughs> significant uh, on, on mother. Father's Day. Just give it to, um, you know, these are for anybody, if you're shopping for a dude, that uh, hopefully, you know, this will help you uh, pick out some interesting things. Um, Donovan and I kind of went over um, some ideas. We both brought some some stuff to the table that we like and enjoy and thought would be cool to kind of share with you. Um, we had we did this last year and in at Christmas before. Sometimes the items, especially last year, we had some items that were a little bit steeper in price, and then we had items that were really, really like under ten bucks, yeah, like um, stocking stuffers and stuff. Yeah, so this kind of falls in line with that. Although we're still on the lower end, uh, we know it's kind of a hard time for a lot of people, and uh, so we didn't go too crazy on a lot of these ideas. And a lot of these, you could just click the link in our description and go ahead and grab them on Amazon and have them to yourself in a couple of days. So if you're listening to this over the weekend, you could have it in time for Father's Day next weekend. Um, Also, make sure you use those links because that also helps support the show. So uh, that's a little way to thank us for uh, giving you these hot tips. The show. (laughs) All right, let me pull up the show notes here. The first thing on the list, and I'll talk about this, even though I'm not a good representative of this today because I haven't trimmed my beard yet today. And there's a reason for that. I recorded some, another something that is being taped. More of it's being taped tomorrow, and I didn't want to. I wanted to be consistent with my look. So, um, thank you for explaining. <laughs> so I was really wondering. I was like, "Geez, why?" It's Jordan's I'm a little scraggly today. Yeah. But uh, first up on the list is for you uh, men with facial hair. Um, I've Got. I've been rocking the facial hair for a couple of years now. I kind of go in between uh, facial hair and non-facial hair. But I've got kind of a mustache and beard set from uh, our good sponsors at uh, Phoenix Shaving. And so the first thing I've got here is Dapper Doc's Mustache Wax, which is a great mustache. It's basically a great mustache wax that helps kind of – it's almost like a pomade for your mustache. So if you get it kind of falling in front of your lips or whatever – you could put that in there and comb it out of the way, and it'll stay in place. And also, if you did want to do like a handlebar, or you had a soul patch, or something like that, you can use this for that very re- that that same reason. Um, the other thing I have is a wooden beard comb from Phoenix Shaving, which um, could also use for your mustache as you're styling it, or for spreading beard oil onto your beard, which. Also, from Phoenix Shaving, I've got some Cavendish beard oil, which is, by the way, if you're looking for beard oil, they've got the best price stuff. You get two ounces for under 10 bucks, um, which for any of you who have bought beard oil before in the past, you know that's a good deal. 
And if you buy the beard oil, it comes with a comb. So, I mean, you can't go wrong. Very nice. A very, very nice. So what do you got there, Donovan? Uh, so I just recently actually bought this cause I've been looking for an everyday carry knife and, uh, I was kind of looking through a couple different options and I stumbled upon Gerber, which not the baby food, you know, <laughs> the actual knife company. Yeah. But yeah, this is an air ranger, uh, knife. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. It's very light and as you can light. see, it's fairly, uh, you know, small in the hand to the point of where it doesn't become intimidating. You can yeah. kind of take it into, you could probably take this into school. You can, you can take it into work. People aren't going to flip out. Um, but yeah, anyways, I, uh, I thought I'd recommend this for everyday carry because actually I bought a couple knives, some of which from Gerber and some of them were just not great. Uh, this is not assisted opening, but it was just one of those where it's, it has the simplicity that I think a lot of people are looking for. Yeah. And like I said, it's light. It's got a good grip. It's got a nice, uh, very nice edge. And uh, I've been uh, I've been really happy with it over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it looks like I like that kind of all uh, blackout look, like the kind of matte black. Yeah, the blackout look is cool. Yeah. I feel like you can get way too tactical with it and like yeah. go. I was even debating on the serrated versus, uh, you know, uh, straight edge. But for everyday carry, I was like, eh, may as yeah. well just you know, go with the straight edge. But honestly, um, I think that Gerber is a pretty good company. They have a lot of different knives. So you can like, you don't just have to get this one. You can get some of their multi tools or some of their fixed blades are pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'd highly recommend this for, for dads and dudgets. And I, and I think that they're, uh, they're, uh, uh, what do you call it? Endorsed by, uh, uh, Bear Grylls, right? Or he's endorsed yeah, by Bear them. Grylls, right? Bear Grylls has a line with them. Uh, I know my little brother, actually, like one of his first knives was like a Bear Grylls little pocket knife. Yeah. And then uh, Tim Kennedy, uh, a.k.a. Captain America, he also uh, is endorsing Gerber, which I say, you know what? If Tim Kennedy endorses it, I'm, I'm on board because that guy has clearly, you know, he's been places and done some stuff. He's so done some stuff. You, you he's know done his some gear stuff. needs to be good to go. So Fun story. I actually... I actually uh, Gave him, uh, oiled him up and gave him a massage before he waterboarded my brother a few years ago on live TV. Um, that's, that's a story that you could tell all the holiday parties. You could find it somewhere if you look for it. He might kill you he eventually. Might, that story might, might be like, I need to stop telling and stop this guy from telling people he massaged me. <laughs> the next item I have on the list here is uh, kind of in line with uh, the Gerber thing. Yeah. Uh, and there's actually, the book opens with a quote from Bear Grylls, but it's a book, and it's called 100 Deadly Skills, written by our, uh, our, our guest from last week, uh, Clint Emerson. He's a Navy SEAL. You want, might want to go listen to that episode. Very interesting guy. That's a great episode. Um, the cool thing is this whole book is uh, also illustrated by, sorry, I'm blocking the camera. By t- I should have written his name down. Uh, Ted Ted Slampiak, who uh, Ted Kaczynski, yeah, Ted Kaczynski Slampiak, <laughs> who uh, who does all the art of manliness illustrations too. Oh yeah, I thought that yeah. was the guy. So uh, what's cool is is like you can open the book to any page, and there's like an illustrated guide with a quick write up. You don't have to read it in order. It's just got all sorts of cool skills, um, and it's just like. You know, it's kind of fun. You kind of fantasize that you were like, uh, you know, in an action movie or something. If you're ever in these situations where you'd need this stuff, you would know it. And you can kind of leave it as a bathroom reader. You know, you just leave it in the bathroom and open it up and learn, read about a new skill uh, every time you're in there doing your business. And there's two of them, too, right? Yeah, there is. There's there's that one and there's the wilderness one. Yeah, the wilderness one, too. This one is more like urban kind of. Skills, prepping skills, and the other one is more, um, you know, wilderness kind of stuff. And he's coming out with a third one soon, so keep an eye out for that. But in the meantime, catch up on uh, catch up on these great reads. Definitely, Um, I'll go on to the next one here too. I know we've talked a lot about this. We always feature some sort of watch or timepiece. I think we have in the last couple of them. Um, I've been wearing this in this episode. This is a Casio. Uh, what they call is the A164, AW164. I forget the model number. And Donovan, you know who you remind me. me of right now oh, is no. John Candy in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles oh, no. when he's trying to bribe the guy into giving him a hotel yeah. room. <laughs> and he's like, he is, does he put, is it a Casio? I think or so, yeah. It's something similar. And he's like laying it on his hand. Yeah. Like, 
but it's just this <laughs> compared to you know Steve Martin's Rolex. Yeah. It's, you know, what? <laughs> it's so cheap. But that's one of the things that's cool about this thing is it's under twenty bucks. Um, I recommend this model. Well, again, we'll link to it in the article. You could follow along reading the article. By the way, I should have mentioned that earlier. Um, but this is uh, this is the bigger model, and it's got the Indiglo light. I don't know if you could see it because it's daytime. Uh, electroluminescence light, so it's got a light up screen for nighttime. Um, but it's just a cool kind of retro it. watch. Pardon me. You can see the Indiglo in daytime. We'll give you one for free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a cool watch. Funny, funny enough, it's been around since the seventies. Also popular watch with terrorists for making bombs. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, it's also it's also popular with uh, spec ops from that era too. Because yeah. there was like a wasn't there like a specialized version that was like well, uh, you're thinking of the G Shock, the G Shock watch. No? I don't know if it's the G Shock. I think it's the I, I think the Casio like actual like uh, the the simplistic one. They upgraded it just a little. Okay, it wasn't quite the G Shock, but like in the early '90s, I just remember like somebody talking about how a lot of guys use that watch because it was just super simple. Yeah, it's super simple. It's cheap. Like if you break it, it's no skin off your back. Um, also, uh, a lot of guys will buy these and modify them because they're easy to take apart. And you know, they might do a blackout screen where they you know replace the screen or or or, or, or paint it so you don't see any of the writing or that kind of stuff. Um, but it's it's definitely worth it. At under twenty bucks, you could find them from anywhere from like fifteen to twenty bucks, depending on the day, um, on Amazon. And uh, it's just kind of a cool retro thing. It's good to kind of upgrade your kind of. I don't know if you've just got like a workout watch or whatever. It's just kind of a cool casual thing you could throw on. And yeah. Be like, yeah and if you want to have like a metal bracelet watch, it's a great place to start. Yeah, exactly. Um, Donovan, what's that next thing you, you got there? <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, we got the uh, Smith and Wesson tactical pen. I'm, nice. I'm all about knives and pens, knives and tactical pens these yeah. days. So this is like, as you can see, it's basically, you know, it's a metal pen with yeah. a point on it. And this is something that actually uh, going back to October, I, uh, I was looking for a gift for my little brother and uh, my neighbor my landlord actually had uh, a tactical pen on him and I was like, Oh, that's cool. And he was like, yeah, you never know when you, you know, may need to defend yourself. And I was like, okay, weirdo <laughs> <laughs> paranoid much. No, but, uh, <laughs> and then 2020 but, happened. Yeah, exactly. And then I immediately got mugged, uh, <laughs> by him with the tactical pen. Fun story. Anyways. Uh, so I was like, yeah, you know what? That's like, that's cool. That's something that you don't see every day. It's kind of out there, but it's kind of on the fringe. But uh, the way I see it with these is like, it's a great thing. It's kind of like stocking stuffer. I think you can get them for like, you know, 20 to 30 bucks. So it's not crazy expensive. Yeah. This one I got for like 30 in particular. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, like, you know, everyday carry and it's a good way to defend yourself. It's also great to have a pen that's solid and that, you know, like you can kind of show off and actually looks like something a little bit more permanent. Um, and you can carry it in your car. You can kind of, you know, do whatever. And it's, it's masculine. I'd say, you know, yeah. it's, it's a good like masculine gift. It is. So, uh, and yeah, I, I'd throw that out there. I've got a little bonus thing too. Another option for a pen that we, that, uh, I like too. This is the Fisher Space Pen, and it's a little tiny, or they call it the Bullet Space Pen. So it's like I don't know. It's like the size of like a maybe a bigger like Swiss Army pocket knife, yeah. uh, and uh, it's very smooth. And it just it's very it's kind of rounded, so it fits in your pocket really well. And then when you open it and expand it, you know it becomes like almost like a full size pen. Small full size pen, um, but it's, it's cool because it, it's got yeah. that space age kind of like sleekness to I it. Know. I like it. With space back in vogue this year, uh, with you know the SpaceX yeah. launch and the Space Force TV show, why not uh, go? It comes in a cool box too, which I lost the box because I, I don't know what I did with it, but it looks like it's the moon. It's like looks like it's on the surface of the moon, embedded it, in the moon, which is kind of cool. It looks like it could. It looks. It also looks like it could re-enter our atmosphere, <laughs> like true. just effortlessly, you know. And the and cool then th impale some poor, poor kid. <laughs> and the cool thing is, too, it'll write um, underwater and in the rain. And also, uh, 
It writes upside down for all oh you Seinfeld uh, fans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Russians just used a pencil. Exactly. Exactly. Bastards. Um, so, bastards. so those those are two options for pens. Uh, both of them are cool. I've got the same Smith and Wesson one, one too. It's really awesome, and uh, it, it'll that'll that'll screw somebody up. Yeah, you just poke them in the face with it, basically. <laughs> like, just aim for the eyes. <laughs> Seriously, like that's like that's the idea. Is like all you need is something pokey and stabby. Pokey and stabby. Yeah. Um, the next item I have here is really cool. Um, this is kind of falls into. Um, it's kind of novelty, but also very practical, and it's great for this summer where you might be. Who knows? Because of COVID, but say you might go for a hike or or a trip or a camping or or go to the beach. This is a backgammon set by Sondergut or Sondergut. I don't know how to pronounce their name. Um, I've seen it said both ways, um, but it's um, it is designed for backpackers, and it is a leather suede, brown leather suede uh, roll up backgammon game. And when you unsnap it, you can roll it out. And it's all suede and leather, and there's a side pocket. Sorry, it's hard to do this in front of a webcam. I'll do some B-roll so you guys can see it or some pictures. You unzip it, and inside you got all your dice, your chips, your doubling cube, everything in there. So you can just lay it out onto the sand or on a, on a picnic table or wherever you want to lay it out and uh, play gam- backgammon wherever you are, and then roll it back, put it back in your ruck, and... Move on, move on your way. Well, and can we just say like how much of an underrated game backgammon is? Yeah, I mean, you and I have found this out over the course of the last, you know, couple uh, months that we've been uh, cooped up. I feel it's like great. it's kind of like a gentleman's game too, you know. And this is like has a really cool gentleman scofflaw aspect to it, where it's like there's something about backgammon that just kind of looks like. You know, it looks maybe like it's more like a gentleman kind of uh, accoutrement. And then when you put in this leather roll-up form, it kind of gives it a rugged kind of feel to it. It is fashionable, but rugged. <laughs> but rugged. And uh, it's a fun game because if you've never played it before, it's got the kind of strategy of like a chess game. But um, it's got the like the randomness and the chance of a dice game. So that mixed together makes for a very interesting game. And it's cool because that means that a beginner can have luck and beat somebody who's really good strategically. And so you never know where it's going to go. It, make, it keeps it interesting. Truth. Um, also, the, the next item I have on here, um, Donovan, we've talked about this before. Yep. I've got another, it's a training program that you can couple with some kettlebells. It's called Simple and Sinister. It's by Pavel Tatsulin, and I've been uh, doing very, this program. Very cool guy. Yeah. He's a Russian uh, former, uh, or, or, or he trained special forces uh, with, uh, with kettlebells, and I've been doing this program for the last couple of years, and it's helped me out a lot with like flexibility and just just better core strength and everything, and especially for some of the GORUCK stuff that we've done. Yep. Um, it's like basically you need two kettlebells to, set, to start out, and I'll link to some that, um, that we think are, are good here that you, could, that you can buy. But it's called Simple and Sinister because it is a very simple uh, workout plan. All you do is a warm-up and then two main moves, which are uh, kettlebell swings and Turkish get-ups, and then you do a stretch a cool down stretch at the end. And just that combination of the swings and the get-ups and the, and the way that you kind of start out incrementally, it doesn't feel like necessarily you're doing a lot in the beginning, but after like four weeks, you realize how much stronger you get. It's like shocking how much stronger you get from doing the program. So um, you can get the book for under 20 bucks, or you could also look up online and find some, uh, some you know, people post blogs of what the program is. Um, but you just need kind of, if you're a man, you'll probably need a 35-pound kettlebell and a 53-pound kettlebell to get started. And then you could just buy heavier ones as you move up. Yeah, Pavel's great. He's a, uh, or Pavel, uh, he's, uh, he's great. I've, I've listened to interviews with him on Art of Manliness, Joe Rogan. He's just, you know, he's, he's pretty, pretty badass dude. Definitely knows his stuff. He does. He's funny too. He's, he's a funny guy. He doesn't take himself, uh, 
too seriously. And uh, if you ever watched any of his video training stuff, it's like he kind of plays on the whole Russian thing and like calls everybody comrade and like yeah. <laughs> turns it into a gag. But uh, it's definitely yeah. worth checking out. What was that one meme that I saw recently where it was like, um, oh, it's like that meme format when it's like when a British man calls you uh, governor, when a southern woman calls you sugar, when or no, when a southern woman calls you honey, when a black woman calls you sugar, uh, when dad calls you champ, and then when uh, when a Russian calls you, when a drunk Russian calls you comrade, and then it has like the you know like the you know face the eyes going like super Sam. That's funny. <laughs> Anyways, That's yeah. good. Um, Donovan, what's that next uh, item there on the list? King Cubes uh, is the next one on the list, Jordan. Yes, and uh, in this in this case, this uh, this brand is called Bella Vita, and um, they're oversized uh, ice cube trays. Is basically yeah. that's the name of the game here, and the whole idea. I, I actually the reason these are still in the wrapping is because I I have bought these for my father uh, for Father's Day, and uh, the charm of the oversized ice cube is that it actually keeps uh it keeps more water from seeping into your drink when you put it on the rocks because you have uh, i think I, I think ultimately it's like it takes longer for the for uh, you know the larger mass of the ice cube to melt yeah whereas if you have a bunch of different ice cubes most likely they're all just going to kind of become, you know, that like watery mess yeah. that ruins your drink. And uh, as we know, being bourbon drinkers and, you know, scotch drinkers, you don't want to ruin your drink with a bunch of water if you don't intend to. Yeah. So if you want it on the rocks, I would say go with the oversized uh, King Cube uh, uh, ice tray. And uh, it's nice and, you know, it's silicon, it's rubber. It's kind of fun to make the ice cubes and stuff. Yeah. You just stick it in the freezer. It's pretty standard. So, yeah, that's what I'll say. He's sound like you're talking to five-year-olds. It's fun to make the ice cubes. Yeah. You can put them in yeah. and then you pull them out a few hours later and they're solid. Yeah, kids, yeah. If you're ever going to, yeah, for when all you preschoolers are making your gin and tonics, this is the <laughs> uh, this is the way to go, you know, but, yeah. during craft hour. I enjoy them, too, because they – like they do take longer to melt and uh, I'll use them too. Like in a cocktail, they're great for an old fashioned. They're like, that's like, Oh yeah. Cause like, I think back in the day they would just chip off a block of ice and put it in the, in the early days of the old fashioned and leave it in there. So it's kind of it. like that, that it's kind of more traditional in that sense. And it doesn't water your, your drink down too quickly. And you for can sure. kind of control how it waters down by like stirring it to like kind of to the right level and then leaving it. And it'll kind of stay that way for a little while. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been using them for a while. I love that. Especially the silicone ones. I like that you could just pop them out, invert them and just like play pop out easy. Unlike some ice cube trays that are take, that are just a pain in the ass. Yeah. To you pop don't ice have to, like, yeah, you don't need an ice pick to, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> to get the, to get the, the ice out of the thing. And what I'll do before no, like parties, it. if I know there's a party coming up like on the week, I'll just like make them like twice a day and then I'll fill up like some Ziploc bags of the King Cube so I could just have them for cocktails. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a smart, smart move. All right. The next thing on this list I've got here for you gentlemen that like cold brew. Here's a way that you can make it at home. And uh, it's Mason Jar Cold Brew Maker. Um, there are a lot of companies you can get this from on Amazon. The company I ordered from is uh, back ordered uh, currently because of, uh, I guess there's some some of the ball jars that this company uses uh, are back, are, are, they're backed up in production because of the COVID stuff. So, um, but there are tons of different ones you can buy on Amazon and you could also just buy the mechanism that turns whatever jar you have into a cold brew maker, which is kind of cool. Um, basically, it's super simple. You have a mason jar. You have this big wire mesh cone filter that you fill up with your coffee grinds. Nice. And you just put it into the jar and it seals up. I'm going to be careful here because I got a lot of electronics around me. <laughs> I'll show what it looks like. There's no grounds in it but because I made this earlier. But basically, it goes into this jar and you just let it sit for 12 to 24 hours. You put the top back on and then when you're done, you take the cone out, rinse it, and then you can just pop the lid and pour yourself in cold brew. So 
It's very simple to do, um, and it's it makes it cheap to have cold brew at home. I don't know if you bought cold brew concentrate, but that adds up. Uh, whether you buy it concentrate or from something like uh, what is that uh, expensive? Overpriced coffee company, Groundworks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that too. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of coffee, uh, let me just go off on Starbucks for a quick minute. Okay. So that we can sell quick more of these pause cold for Starbucks. things. I freaking went to Starbucks. I took my little brother into work the other day. And uh, I thought, you know what? I woke up before noon. I deserve something. So I decided to go to Starbucks. And uh, I go through the whole drive through line and I get a cold coffee. That I didn't even ask for. Oh, nice. I wanted a hot Americano. Oh, never mind. I thought they, they gave, gave you a bonus me cold coffee. A lukewarm. I shouldn't even say cold. It was lukewarm. And I was just like <sighs> anyways, it was it was it was very uh demoralizing. That was that was, you know, that was something that would I should be. have just gone in and complained, but I was I I you know you just took it. You just I bent over and took it. <laughs> that's probably that's probably one of the reasons I'm so frustrated is because <laughs> I'm like, ah, you pussy. You should have just gone there and gone. torn somebody's heads off. So, yeah, just, you know, knock some heads in your in your V-neck undershirt and uh, <laughs> and shorts. Look at all yeah, the I, sweat I got from holding the jar against me. It looks like I'm just like sweating like crazy on my I, shirt. I think. I, I I don't know if that was from holding the jar against you. I think that was there before. <laughs> was it? I don't think it was that bad. It's hot. It's okay. hot. It's beast. hot for sure. Um, other thing on the list here, which I've I don't know if I told you this, Donovan. Um, yeah. I got really into making street tacos at home this past month. Oh yeah, right. And uh, I've figured out how to make br- like basically brisket tacos at home. And I can leave. I can leave. A, I'll, I'll put the recipe on our website, and you could. It's really simple to follow if you have a slow cooker. Um, but one of the things with street tacos, right? Because you're using soft uh, corn tortillas, is it's hard to like keep together and lay out on a plate. You know, it's like it's it's it, it, it's hard to. It, you need a big plate to either fit them all on or you know somehow kind of jerry rig it. Uh, right. So what I found on Amazon are these uh, stainless steel. They're taco holders, like you would have at a restaurant. So these you could just sit your tortillas in them and then fill them up and then you can put them on your plate or just take them like that. Um, the cool thing also is if you have a grill and you like to uh, make your own hard shell tortillas, you could either you could just put your corn tortillas on this and throw it on the oven rack or on your grill and then you can actually make uh, hard shell tortillas at home. Nice. I like it. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Good times. Um, nice to keep things simple, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice to keep things simple. Uh Donovan, what's that one uh that that one uh that one I, I don't know if you updated here, but uh, the, I'm updated. I'm updated. I, I I for some reason my internet was not uh this, was not working. This one it. here about uh the, the series. Uh-huh. Yes. The Jack Carr Terminal series, which uh I'm actually a big fan of. I know like uh there's that joke. Uh I don't know. Have you seen those uh have you seen those insurance I think they're progressive commercials where it's uh the guy who's like the life coach who is supposed to keep you from turning into your parents oh. once you become a home, <laughs> yeah, homeowner. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And there's that one part where he uh he is sitting behind the guy and he's like now, who else reads books about submarines? And then the guy's just like, my dad. <laughs> like he's like, yeah. And uh, it's true. I have uh, I've gotten into some you know uh, fiction lately because I feel like uh, the world is crazy you know crazy enough as it is. Yeah. Why not you know go into some uh, you know some fiction to kind of escape? And I uh, you know I used to be a fan of Tom Clancy. My dad has always read Tom Clancy or. Uh, Clive Cussler, all those, you know, those great uh, kind of masculine fiction guys. And recently I found out about Jack Carr, who's actually an ex-Navy SEAL. But despite being an ex-Navy SEAL, he's also massively uh, creatively talented, um, at least in, in writing. So 
Anyways, he came out with this uh, book series called the Terminal Series, which uh, all features this character who's sort of, you know, like I would say based off, you know, his experiences and everything like that. But it's really, really good. It's really, really good stuff. Comes highly recommended from guys like Joe Rogan and, uh, you know, I all, all sorts of people. So uh, and also on top of that, they're coming out with a series of it, like a Netflix series or I don't know if it's Netflix or if it's it's some streaming series with uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's production company oh, is interesting. doing it. So, I, you know, what? read the books before the series comes out so you can be one of those pricks or preaks who uh, <laughs> says like, oh, you know, I read the books. The books are yeah. so much better. The books. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyways, you know, I, I find these. Uh, you know, you can find them on Audible or you can get the the books, which the covers are pretty freaking awesome. I like the covers and everything. So, uh, you know, it's a good uh, give dad a little bit of a bedtime reading. Exactly. You know? And if you guys want to go ahead and get your free audio book, uh, go ahead to audibletrial.com slash Jens and you'll get your first free audio book. And it might as well be the Jack Carr Terminal Series. You could also yeah. just click the link in the show notes. We'll link to where you could buy a physical copy of the book on Amazon. I think the series, I think right now it's Terminal List, Savage Son, and uh, shoot. I think the third one might be Savage Son. I don't remember what the second one is, but uh, but I'm, a, I'm still on the first one because I'm a terrible reader. Um, but uh, it's great. I love That's it. awesome. I got to check it out too. I got two credits on my Audible that I haven't decided what to do with, so I have to get that. Dude, throw throw one of them. I always, whenever I have two credits, I always throw one at fiction and one at nonfiction. Oh, that's a good idea. I got to start yeah. doing that. Yeah, balance yourself out. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to a quick break, and then we'll be back with the remaining uh, Father's Day gift guide ideas. Men or women, this one's for you. Let me take a second to talk to you about GORUCK. Now, you've heard us on this show talk about their awesome endurance events, which are you know great for fitness and team building. But of course, they are known for their amazing gear. Some of the best gear in the world, actually. I myself own a GR1 rucksack for all my rucking and training. I also have one of their 30-pound uh, ruck plates, which is so convenient because I could just drop it in the laptop compartment on my bag, and I have a weighted ruck. It's super cool. But one of my all time favorite things that they offer are their sandbags. Now, if you've never trained with a sandbag, you're in for a treat. I love that you can keep it in the trunk of your car and take it to the park and you have a gym anywhere. Ever try doing sandbag man makers with 60 pounds? I mean, you get a fun and very hard training session in really quickly. Um, It's a big bag of suck in all the right ways. Now, Even if you're not in the rucking, they have tons of sleek apparel for the outdoors in addition to their gear uh, that is tough as nails and built to military standards. Also, their apparel and gear offer their scars a lifetime warranty, so you buy the item once and that's it. You're set for life. But you know what the greatest thing is about GORUCK? All of it is made in the good old USA and by Special Forces veterans, mind you. It doesn't get more badass than that. That's right. America. To check out GORUCK gear, go to gentlemanscofflaw.com slash GORUCK, and anything you buy through that link helps support the show. That's gentlemanscofflaw.com slash GORUCK. Whether it's for your fitness regimen, your, you know, your outdoor lifestyle, or just, you know, a great bag for everyday carry, um, you're going to want to check them out. GORUCK, built in the USA. Right. Um, final, final few here, Donovan. Um, this yep. kind of is in line with the summer again. Maybe going camping. Maybe going to a national park. Maybe cut. You know, putting together some backyard fires uh, for for your family to gather <laughs> around. Some fires. You know. Hopefully like a not a citizen. business. Yeah. Um, so right here I have, oh gosh, that was scary. Cause there was a good amount of dead air time before you came back, before I came to back, the, uh, where you came back to, you know, with an ax. This is an ax. Now this is a trail is boss by cold steel or that, uh, make tons of great, um, knives and, uh, equipment that you could buy, uh, for, tools and stuff or stuff for self-defense. This is called a trail boss axe, and it's what they call a bushcrafting axe because it is lighter and it's almost the size of a full axe, as you can see sort of in my video here. I'll back up. Um, Yeah, it's it's like a a mid-sized axe. Yeah, it's like a mid-sized axe, but it's also lighter. 
uh, a lighter head, um, but it's got, you can see the way this is, the way that the head is cut here, where the cheek kind of goes way back. That's designed to give you more of a, of a, a choke on the axe, so you can use it for carving and bushcrafting if you needed to make feather sticks or do fine uh, motions with it. Um, it's a great camp axe because it's 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 like light, but it's still not like one of those little tiny cheesy hatchets that'll break on you. But it'll get you could still actually do some actual uh, wood please, chopping please, with it. Please leave the cheesy hatchets out of this. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and, uh, the sheath I bought separately, but I can link to where you can get that too. Um, it's, you can get this for under 30 bucks. It's one of the most, uh, uh, top rated, uh, axes on Amazon and also Wrangle Star. I don't know if you follow him on YouTube. He no, uh, works for like the forestry uh, association, whatever they call that. And he actually recommends it as his favorite cheap ax. So, um, that's nice. how I found out about it. And, uh, actually Johnny boy gave this to my, uh, to me for my birthday, uh, last year. So, Oh, that's awesome. I fully endorse that message. <laughs> and another item here. Also in with the camping. Sorry, these are big items, so I have to reach out of frame to grab them right now. Um, this also could uh, accompany you when going on your uh, your backpacking. Well, not maybe not backpacking trip, but your car camping trip. Uh, this is. Do you know what this is, Donovan? Uh, isn't that like a toast maker? <laughs> I've seen I've seen those like where you like put two pieces of bread in and you can like basically toast your bread over a fire. Yes, pretty but easily. It's more than that though. It's okay. yeah. That is the that is a basic function for it, which is yeah. Great. Way to make me make look toast. stupid. No, but I'm just saying. It, it. I thought that too originally. Like, well, who needs the to- like something to make just toast? It's actually they're actually called pie irons. So uh, okay. a pie iron is basically. Two pieces of cast iron, which you need to season, um, because like all good quality cast iron, you kind of have to get it set up and break it in um, in the beginning. Um, but this Maybe is we'll a, do a video about that. Yeah, and this is a double uh, a double pie iron, and the idea is yes, you use bread as your kind of outer layer, but you can make basically any sort of what they call hobo pie. So if you want to make like. Say you want to put like some some pie filling and some cheese in one, and then you yeah. you you, ba- you basically grill it over the flames. That way, you make a little hobo pie. But also, what I like to do with this is when we go camping, I make breakfast sandwiches on this. Like I'll literally oh, okay, put cool. toast on yeah, there. I could see that. I could almost even see making like grilled cheese or something on it. Yeah, that's what I do. I put I put cheese and ham in there, and I make a little kind of divot and put one egg in there on both of them, and then I'll put them on over. You just basically rest them in the coals, and it cooks, and then uh, you got a full uh, hot uh, breakfast sandwich. And like I said, you could do all sorts of pies. You could even do hot dogs or stuff in there. You could do meats in here. You could grill chicken on it, all that stuff. It's kind of a neat little uh, rustic way to uh, make good food while camping. Yeah, for sure. It's a nice, like, kind of all-in-one thing. So you know, And I'm sure cleanup is a little bit easier than having to use, you know, multiple multiple yeah. things. Yeah, I mean, we use – we'll end up using, like uh, – paper plates and then this and then we'll just rinse this off you know afterwards and then uh just burn the plates in the fire <laughs> yeah, pretty well. that's the dude that's the way to do it <laughs> um what's Leave no trace you know <laughs> what's that next item there donovan uh next up we have the black diamond headlamp which uh we have you. had lots of experience with uh in on our go rucks it is a nifty little thing there's several different versions but it's got uh the basic one that we have here is great for <laughs> look, look at this look at this model this model of models Derek zoolander uh but this one is great because it's got you know it's got multiple uh different lights b- built into it it's got yeah i think a uh just the regular you know standard dimmable light you can go through different intensities and then you can also uh turn on the red which keeps your night vision intact in the dark. Yeah. So if you're doing something like a go rock and you don't really want to be seen or, you know, maybe you just don't want like uh, to, you know, bug people with a bright light and switch over to the red. I, I keep this in my trunk uh, for when, you know, I have an issue uh, on the road. I also uh, just keep it in case of emergencies. Cause look at it. It's basically just, it's a headband. It's very light. Yeah. Uh, 
it's it's pretty cool and it's got an adjustable thing so i would say uh this is uh this is great i even sometimes have used this grilling actually in yeah. my yard when i don't want to turn on my yard light and like uh flood the neighborhood with light so yeah, yeah it's pretty awesome yeah it comes in super handy and i use it too like if i go rucking at night even though i might not need to see the road i put it on the flash mode so that cars yep. can see me come down the street it's also reflect got reflective pieces all over it so it's uh definitely a good a good thing for night any kind of nighttime activity um yeah right and the go ruck too like these are mostly waterproof so like if you're doing a go ruck challenge or something or you're out in the rain you have to get in the water they still work after getting wet which is which is pretty cool yeah you really have to put like you, you like you can put it through a, a ton of abuse yeah. um so that's yeah that's what's pretty awesome about it and it's so much more practical than a flashlight because you could use this like a flashlight if you wanted to handle it and well and you also don't look like an idiot wearing it like yeah. i feel like uh like even right now like you you look like you know you people are probably like what, what what is that on his head but like you look at least like i've seen the ones where they have the the one strip going down the middle of your head and oh, it, like yeah. splits your hair into two <laughs> and it's just like who's gonna wear like no. who wants to wear that you know i no. i think i have one of those and every time i took it out i was like this i feel like a clown yeah anyways it makes you look so. like sideshow bob with two like exactly, at least for me yeah. two curly halves ah, bob. <laughs> all right which brings us to our final one which i'm going to reach around oh. and grab here the Goruck Mac V1 boots. Now, these boots are, for any of you that are into rucking or doing any sort of hiking, like especially urban hiking, these are like the perfect kind of boots because they're super lightweight, but they've got the support structure of like an actual like hiking boot or hiking shoe or whatever you would call them. They don't, they're, they're not, they're not super tready like uh, some hiking boots, so they're kind of made more for urban kind of environments, but you could wear them on the trail uh, as long as you weren't maybe going on some mud or something. Um, but they they are meant for rucking or for doing like go ruck challenges. Um, and also just like they're kind of more athletic than clunky boots. So if you're planning on, you know, doing some kind of sandbag workouts at the park or whatever, and you're going to go for a ruck after. These are like the perfect hybrid kind of shoe to they, be able to they wear. Kinda, they kind of go with Go Rucks, like original model, which is like uh, a crossover product. Like you can yeah. wear it, you know, like you could wear these in the wilderness and you'd probably be fine. Uh, yeah. And you could also wear them into the office and you and you'd look you'd look. Uh, fashionable. Yeah, they're nice, especially like, well, these are a little bit dirty because I wore them the other day, but I just put a little bit of mink oil, like brush them off, put a little bit of mink oil on there, like to kind of to just kind of rehydrate it and stuff and kind of, you know, I don't know, protect it. And they look like brand new and they, they it's crazy how well they they, they stay nice. Um, the cool yeah. thing about this is unlike a lot of hiking boots that are made of Gore-Tex and water repellent things, um, which anybody who's ever worn any sort of like rubber boots knows that once you get water in your boots, it's a pain in the ass to keep hiking and having that slosh around in your feet. It's just, it's not good for your feet. It, it'll give you blisters and make things worse for you. Um, but these actually, like the jungle boots from Vietnam, have drainage holes in the bottom of them. I don't know if you could see them. Let me flip the flip the laces over. So they're designed to purge the water if you get any of it in your foot so you can get in your foot in your foot so you can keep moving (laughs) you can keep moving Um, i've worn this for a bunch of you know long rucks i've worn them on a one go ruck challenge uh they're super comfortable and lightweight um and they're, they're they're definitely worth looking into also because they have the scars lifetime warranty Basically, if something happens to them or you just, like, wear them out, they'll replace them for you. So you buy them once and uh, you're done. Yeah, I'm looking forward to actually getting a pair of – I've been waiting on the uh, Coyote Suede to come back into, you know, come, come back, back into, into stock. stock. That's the yeah, problem with, so. with Goruck is that they – you know, they're so they're so popular on, and their their stuff sells out quickly. They're, like, they're like yeah. on the cusp of the kind of, like – uh, a smaller company, but with like such broad appeal now that it's like you got to snatch those up when they're available. Hell yeah. Um, 
Hell yeah. Hopefully it'll take over the world and, uh, uh, you know, maybe uh, give Under Armour or somebody like that a run for their money. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. Those are our, our, uh, our 15 ideas for gifts and gadgets for dads and dudes. Uh, jits. Um, <laughs> let us know if there's anything else um, <laughs> you would put on this list or would put on future lists. Um also, uh, again, please go ahead and click the article link in the description uh, for this episode, whether you're listening on iTunes or wherever you listen or on YouTube. There's an article you could follow along that has all the links to where you can buy these things, and all those links actually help support the show. Also, if you don't buy anything from that Amazon link, and then, but you buy something else, that also helps support the show once you've clicked through through, the, through that link. So why not? take a look at it well that's it everybody thank you for listening to our annual father's day gift guide um we hope uh, that some of those ideas will be helpful again if you want to follow us go ahead and follow us on social media at gent scofflaw on instagram facebook and twitter you could also go to gentlemanscofflaw.com and you can support the show by clicking the support or shop links the support will take you to our patreon page where you could support our show for just a dollar a month or you can go to the shop link and uh, buy some Gentleman Scofflaw uh, branded gear uh, to show it off yeah. to uh, your friends. Speaking of Father's Day items, that's a little bit of bonus. You know, yeah, Father's bonus. Day I don't know why right we there. didn't put one. We've always put Gentleman Scofflaw stuff on. We forgot this year. I think it went without saying this time around. I think we were like, oh, you know where to go. You know where to go. No. Get a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Donovan. You are a gentleman in a Scofflaw, my friend. As are you, sir. And all you gentlemen and fathers out there, you guys have a great week. This has been the Gentleman Scofflaw Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Visit us on the interwebs at gentlemanscofflaw.com. Captain says, his ass on the river, we ain't getting home if we don't break through. So damn cold, I can't help but shiver. Rise and shine, we got work to do. Hey!